This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstiles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by FirstRow.ca. If you're into collectibles, if you're into sports memorabilia, please visit FirstRow.ca. They are first row collectibles based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. So everything you see there is in Canadian funds. So to all you American listeners, it's a little bit cheaper. Don't worry worldwide because they ship internationally. So you don't need to worry. They got everything that a sports fanatic needs or wants. Signed memorabilia. Anything a wrestling fan needs or wants. Anything a nerd needs or wants. Comic books. They update daily. So please visit them every day. And if you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Galaga, Super Mario Bros. 2, World of Warcraft, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check it out because I've had former authors, well, they're not former authors, they're current authors, but former guests of the show that... We're on, so please go and check those episodes out. So please visit bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to mugs to t-shirts, anything you need or want. But if you don't want to support me or my sponsors, the easiest thing, the most free thing, the best thing you could do to support the podcast and myself is to rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's yeah, guest, what's up? Oh, I was just, I'm just jumping in because I heard that, and if they're, not, if they haven't clicked on like and liked and liked you yet, <laughs> seriously, why are they? What are they doing? What are you doing? I realized during the pandemic that I'm selfish with my likes. Okay. You ever go through your Instagram? Sure. You, I'm sorry. You're not done yet. No, right, go, go, go. I'll, 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 I'll finish just, in a second. Like, I love it. Go. Just like the video or share because it's free. It's literally free. And I'll go through <laughs> my Instagram and I'll look at my a, a friend's a friend's thing that I liked. And, I'll, and I had just liked the picture before. And then I'll sure. be like, 192 likes? That's enough. I, like, I don't, like, what, the, what did it cost them? For me to say I like uh, it, but 
But I thought, you know what? This guy's getting a little too big for his britches. Oh, he's in triple digits? Forget that guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just like this video. All right, go ahead. So, <laughs> this week's guest <laughs> is an actor, a writer, a comedian, and a psychonaut, the co-host of Stoner Morning Show, Lex Morales. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank what, you. What's yes. up? What's going That's, on, my friend? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's weird. I'm in. Um, I'm living. In, I'm from New York, but I live in Bangkok right now. And uh, and we had missed this once before. So thank you for uh, uh, accommodating me. It's weird to. I've never had this energy before because I'm. It's <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning to me. Ah. I've never woke it up. Just to be try to be funny or just be professional so quick in the morning, and this is good. I don't know if anybody else wants to laugh. For me, I would never want to wake up and have this guy talking to you. But uh, right now, I feel good. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Maybe you this stumbled on something. You could do like a, a breakfast and comedy. Yeah, like a morning show. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I moved to Bangkok just so I could do the show in the morning and uh, and wake up on time. Okay, well, it's ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Before it's we get into anything else, I got to know first and foremost: yes. what is a psychonaut, and why are you a psychonaut? A psychonaut isn't just about drugs, even though it comes off like that because we know psychedelia. But I, it's it's about for me, and I think most people, it's just. Um, outside, it's not your normal thinking. It's playing with your brain. It's allowing yourself to go farther than just this realm. And even though I honestly come down to it, I don't believe, like, gun to my head, I don't believe in spirits, and I don't, I would love it if there's aliens um, or some kind of outside world, but I do work in this world. But I do think it's good to expand your brain Altered states of mind. That's why drugs help. But I, I don't say I'm a druggie because I like I, um, I meditate. Right. I like meditating, heavy meditation, and trying to get into a different state of mind that way. Or like uh, hypnotism. I practice, like not practice, but I went to a hypnotist for months and months and months, trying to see where that is. Um, any kind of I, I've done like some a little bit because I'm way too fat to do it for years, but like austeric austerity where you just like don't eat fasting, okay. just fucking with your brain, sure. yeah, fucking with your brain to see what's next, kind of thing, you know. Okay, but what do you consider yeah. druggy? Okay, well, how, before that, well, how many hours yeah. a day are you high actually? Because you are the co-host of the Storm and Morning Show, so how many yes. hours throughout the day are you actually high or sober? About ten years. I've been high. No, about I'm saying hours throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. So about 10 years now, straight. Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, gotcha. Way over no, my um, head. Yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, uh, when, I, when I'm doing almost, I don't think I've done a Stone in the Morning show sober. I started, when I was doing comedy, when I first started doing comedy, I right. wasn't... Um, I, I wasn't doing drugs as much, like, uh, well, and I wouldn't, I, I don't hate even calling it drugs because it has a negative connotation. I know, right? But, um, even just smoking weed, when I, I moved out to California, when, um, in my, like, about 15, 12 years ago, mm. I moved out there, and then I smoked weed for the first time when I was, like, kind of sober, like, okay. without drinking alcohol beforehand, right, right. and I had, and then I got to enjoy the benefits of it, and so... When I started doing comedy, I had or, I was already doing comedy, but I wasn't um, 
getting high. And I also really wasn't doing stand-up. So when I started really practicing stand-up, I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let me get high when I do it. Because I was doing like improv and sketch, and I was getting high when uh, I'd write. Sure. And I'd get high when I would write when I before, like for a stand-up. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to suck at stand-up. I'm going to suck no matter what, because I'm just starting. So I was like, let me get high now, and I'll go through the learning curve instead of having to relearn how to do it when I'm, when I'm good and high. You yeah, know? Does that make sense? So I was like, I'll suck and be high. And so, yeah, when I perform, I'm usually on some kind of altered state of mind substance. Would you be able to perform sober, do you think? Yes. Okay. I, I have... I have it's just not as fun for me and it's okay. not, and I feel more tethered to my material than being in the moment. So would you rather drink or smoke weed? Cause I, I, I know you love to smoke, but if you were to only have one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Weed over drink. Okay. Me too. Honestly now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I find, uh, I mean, weed is, uh, alcohol is great cause it lowers your inhibitions and it'll, it'll allow you to laugh in an uncomfortable situation. Right, right. I don't think I've ever fucked a girl without having a little alcohol in me. Really? So okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that might be, that might be, well, like at least the first time, you know, like at least the first time. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Afterward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for after sure. I know that they've, I've tricked them, you know, <laughs> once, I've, once I've already tricked them once, then it's easy. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so for me, it's weed. It allows me, like, the biggest thing that I like about weed myself is that it allows me to slow my brain down mm-hmm. and just grab the correct correct thought. Sure. You know, or the best thought. You know, I might still be funny, but I might find, I might surprise myself. Yeah. Where if alcohol, I definitely will surprise myself, but mm-hmm. I won't remember any of it. Yeah, and it might not be usable. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and it's more vulgar too. <laughs> sure, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, when did uh, you get into yeah. comedy? When did you want to become a stand-up comedian? When did you want to write all that stuff? I always thought I was funny, though. I don't think many people did think I was funny. But I mean, I remember in high school, I, I, I was trying to become like I was trying to be the class clown. Okay. Like I thought it would be cool to be funny, like win that award for the high, for the yearbook. <laughs> sure, and I, I wasn't. <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, but um, I only won best um, best comedic performance in a science class for you know chemistry, but that's about it. Uh, I so I didn't really. I guess it was like I had already gotten out of university, but my friend had a radio show, or we, he had found out we could do a radio show at our college, Stony Brook College on Long Island, and. He asked me if I wanted to do it with him, and we did. And then I found out if I prepared for it, the show was actually really good. So I started trying to learn sketch, and I found out about the UCB, or Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. So I started doing improv. Okay. And that was, yeah, so that's how I started it. And then I just got sucked up into the life. Like, first time I was ever on stage, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is it. Um, But I didn't have the balls to do stand-up. And also, it was just, like... I think I didn't have the balls. I like learning or, or like I, I want to be prepared. So I didn't, I was hoping to find a class, but everybody said, don't take a class to do stand up. Um, just go and do it. So I really pussyfooted until I, until I basically cornered myself into doing it, like talked mm-hmm. a lot of shit sure. and then finally forced myself to get up and do it. So that was like, I've been doing, I've been doing comedy for 17 years. I've been doing oh, stand up wow. for, Eight, but I don't count this last year because of COVID. Okay. So really seven. 
I've been doing podcasts for a year. It seems like that's what I've applied to. <laughs> so what's the weirdest thing to ever happen to you on stage? Um, weirdest thing. I mean, that's, that's anything. I mean, just to have it on stage, I, I don't, uh, quick things that I, I can remember. I, um, I remember I tackled a guy playing football. Like, like it was improv, and and we were pretending to play football, and I tackled him. But I did a really good job. Like sure. it scared the audience and just ruined the show. I didn't hurt him at all. It was just abrupt and shocking. Oh my god! Um, I had uh, on stage wise. Oh, I remember this. This was just weird. But I I was in Raleigh, California. Raleigh and was it Raleigh? It was South, Southern America, and we had. We had just given it, it was with Sean Wickens right. and we had just given out water guns. We were giving out what toys and giving out different prizes. Okay. Yeah, we were playing yeah, we were doing some weird stuff. Sure. And we gave audi- audience members away some things. And then a guy squirted me with a water gun that mm-hmm. we had just given him, but I didn't remember it. Right. And so I I got squirted and then I don't think that's a word. And I got so angry. I thought they were heckling me. And also, but they were actually repeating my jokes because I was funny and, and squirted me with the, my, the gun that we gave them. And I snapped at them. It was the first time I ever felt like I had a heckler and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And that's so not my vibe. I'm like, Hey everybody, peace and love. What the fuck are you doing? You just gave it to me. And I was like, uh, that felt, that was the worst feeling I've ever had on stage. That's why I felt it. Okay. That would be my answer. <laughs> it's not the weird. It's not the weirdest, but it felt the weirdest. Right? No, of course. No, either way. I think it was too, and it was. I wasn't even really angry in the moment. It okay. was like I've been waiting for years. I was waiting for five years for somebody to heckle oh me. Oh my god! And I was just, you know, as a cop, and I, you know, I wasn't like always happy about it, but <laughs> it was just like, oh, now I'm gonna, and I'm like, it, I learned it wasn't at all my vibe. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious okay so you also mentioned you studied and you did a lot of that before did you look up to anyone sure, sure. did you watch any of the old specials that everyone grew up on as well was there I, any yeah. inspirations i watched i watched all of that i also think i think when i was a, you know when i was a teenager like comedy central was just becoming a thing oh. and but they didn't have any original content okay. so they just took everybody's um you know they had stand-up and I think there was just a shit ton of stand-up on, on, on Comedy Central. Right. All right. Be- best comics. The, my favorite comics. Okay. Uh, Colin Quinn, okay. Norm MacDonald, Canadian. Yep. Um, uh, Eddie Murphy, nice. Dave Chappelle. Um, anybody who's qualified. The best comics now, like Bill Burr. Or Ma- Bill yes. Burr is amazing. I think comedy's as be- as good as it's ever been. Dimitri Martin, I fucking love. Some mm. weird guys, you know, like guys who do some... Interesting things on stage. Um, George Carlin. Uh, and then, like, but I was also, when I was a kid, like, I loved Saturday Night Live. So somebody like Mike Myers. And I got to work with Mike Myers, but he, like, amazing. Right. Um, who else? Uh, but all the, those, like, original SNL people, Dan Aykroyd, uh, John Belushi, uh, Chevy Chase, those guys. But then I grew up in that era of, like, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Chris yeah. Rock. Of course. Uh, Mike Myers, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Phil no, Hartman. Dude, I almost quit comedy okay. when watching Phil Hartman's Best of SNL and his audition tape. Really? And I was like, if there's people this good, I shouldn't, I'm not going to get a job, you know? And then I started smoking weed. 
<laughs> but no, here's the thing though. You can't judge it. You can't put your worth on the same level as someone else's worth because you're looking at through oh, your yeah, lens. Yeah. Someone else who looks at it yep. might see something in you that you don't see yourself or that you're not looking yes. at, right? So you, you, can, you can never yep. think of it like that. That's what I tell everyone too. Yes. Yeah. Like I would never have sex with me, but I know multiple <laughs> women who have. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but you're also not gay. So that's why you're not into yourself. Now, if you were gay, maybe you would. That's true. <laughs> but it also is me. And then we go into the dilemma of would you have sex with like a clone of you yeah. or a robot of you yeah. or anything that is my friends say that just say that they are a little gay but don't want to admit it. I, For me, my line would be I would give myself a hand job, but I don't want to make eye contact with myself. You know, just like look away. <laughs> like I could do I could do that, but that's about it. That's as gay as I get. <laughs> so you or, would give, you wouldn't receive them. then. Oh, no, I don't care. Then it'd be the, the, the guy could be sitting on me. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? I don't know. Here's a better I, question. I, How about if they could make a clone that's exactly like you, except it's female? Oh, I've seen that app on the... I am not attractive, I don't think. I don't... <laughs> I've, I've made myself a girl on Instagram, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Broad shoulders, you know. It's just, it's, I, I don't consider myself that manly, but I, yeah. I mean, when I see that app, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a man. You know, I'm a grown man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So you've also been on the Colbert Report on ESPN. What exactly were, were you doing on those type of shows? Was it stand-up? Was it writing? What was it? No, it was, it was just sketch stuff. Uh, with... Um, with Conan O'Brien was one of my coolest things I ever did. Oh. I got to, it was one of his first episodes, and I don't even know if they aired it or not, but okay. I got to work with Chewbacca, the actual Chewbacca. Shut the up. Actor Peter Long, yeah. Okay. And this is so, this is cool. cool. I know. Uh, they, he was doing a thing when Chewbacca became, he's a, uh, the actor is um, British originally, I believe, England. Okay. And he, and he got naturalized to America, so get to take that test and everything. Oh, and so they kind of, yeah. So Stephen Colbert's a big star Wars nerd. He kind of, he thought it'd be funny to recreate and have Chewbacca teaching immigrants in America. Right. So they picked me cause I was somewhat Brown at the <laughs> time. They didn't have a lot of Browner people in, um, in UCB. I got to slip in and I was one of these guys. So I got to work with Chewbacca. And the coolest thing was think about this and your okay. audience, all you guys, have you ever heard Chewbacca speak anything but Wookiee? No. But I, as a person and a nerd of Star Wars, we're acting together. So he's talking with the director, and I hear him talking to the director, like, should we sit like this? And instead <laughs> of his blaster pack thing, he had a tie on, and he's leaning against a desk, sitting there, and, uh, and I'm sitting there like, we're getting direction because I'm supposed to shake his hand or high-five Chewbacca. Sure. And, and I'm thinking, this is the coolest thing, and they're still doing stuff. That's If I see the recording, I'm, you can see I'm kind of clueless because I'm just like... I'm working with Chewbacca. Like it was just so cool. And then, that, and then Stephen Colbert walks into the room or mm-hmm. just walks to the room, the door, he's standing in the door. Right. I'm like, this is surreal that Chewbacca is here talking English. Stephen Colbert is looking at me. <laughs> I'm probably like five, three years, two years into comedy. And then a little person dressed as a, what, uh, Ewok. Ewok. Yeah. There you go. They, he came in and stood right next to Stephen Colbert, yeah, yeah. but he had his head off. He had the <laughs> head off and under his arm, like 
a mess. And then he's looking at Chewbacca, and in my dumb brain, I think, oh, he wants to grow up to be like Chewbacca. Because oh he's small God. and hairy. Not a fully grown actor dressed as a... Anyway, that's, that's when I knew I was an idiot, too. But that was cool. So how yes, t- is he really that tall video. in real life? Chewbacca is legitly... I mean, he's like 6'10", I think. Oh, shit. You know? Okay. And then I think he might wear platforms that are like that. But, <laughs> I mean, they were furry, so I don't know. But he's he's legitly, you know, you know, his head wouldn't be in this camera. It was right there. It was he was oh, massive. Man. And then uh, ESPN, we did this thing called um, it was um, the main event, and they would do it for footballs, for oh, football game Sunday, sure. NFL football called the main event. Kenny Main, he would do some weird comedic bits at the time, mm. and called the main event. I was doing a thing where I was the leader of a protest against the Patriots. Oh, the Russian embassy in new york because oh, no. robert Kraft stole a super bowl ring i mean um putin stole robert Kraft's super bowl ring oh my god okay. one of his super bowls ring <laughs> he like showed it to he showed him i guess they met each other and he showed right. putin the ring and putin just kept the ring he just was like oh this looks nice on me and just robert Kraft was like i guess i lost my super bowl ring <laughs> so that that, that was a premise. I was an actor pretending to be, uh, but that was cool because it was the first time my grandparents, my grandparents were in Puerto Rico okay. and they saw me on television nice. and they were like, Oh, he actually is doing something. So what do you and enjoy more acting, writing or stand up? Stand up, stand up by far. Really? I, I don't even do the other stuff now, which I wish I, I probably should because it helps you get more work as stand up, but that's yeah. a drug. Is stand up, yeah. To me, that's my favorite thing in the world. You, you, like, I'm forced to be in the moment. I get mm. immediate gratification of knowing if it works, and uh, yeah, shared experience, shared experience. I love it. So you, okay, uh, this is a stupid question, but I'm assuming you were going to say yes regardless. So, if someone handed you a sitcom, obviously you would say yes, though, right? Yo, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, would I do it? Yeah, I would. I would do it. I would do it just to sell out. At this point, I'm ready to shill. I'm ready to shill anything you guys want me to do. I've been petitioning people to get me in the Illuminati. Oh, my God. I'm fine with it. Yeah, because Illuminati, how bad can they be if we have air conditioning? You know what I'm saying? Like, if they really want to make our lives bad, we would have never gotten air conditioning. Otherwise, oh I'm pretty content. You know? We got ordering food and air conditioning. I'm fine with the police state that we're in. Well, now I got to know, are you a conspiracy theorist then? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, ultimately, I like to break it down to real, like, all right, m- most likely to have happened. But oh. then right now, we'd be considered conspiracy theorists to say that the coronavirus was in it was in, in a in factory. You know, it was made in a, in a, you know, a medical facility. And right. that's conspiracy. But that's the most obvious thing that could have happened. Of course. And JFK got killed by somebody, you know. Yeah. I think, like, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's 12 guys in a room running shit, but I know, I know there is still some sort of gatekeepers. And I also yes. know, like, I also have a really gut feeling, like, this isn't just it. Even though I don't believe in spirits and stuff like that. Okay. I do believe. It's weird. What about... Why is there so many aliens? We see so many aliens. The government literally saying that there's UFOs and shit they don't even know about. And if this was 10, 15 years ago, we'd be like, crazy. what is the world? Yeah. But now it's just like we're already in dystopia. So 
So, but what, what do you think this is ultimately? Do you think we're in a simulation? Do you think the afterlife yes. is the real world? Oh, really? What do you think this is the matrix? I would go right away with simulation. Yes, uh, yes, something oh. like that. I don't know if it's controlled or if we just okay. choose to. Maybe the maybe the world is so shitty in the future, or <laughs> not in the future, but now sure. that we just tell ourselves, or maybe it's just a game, you know. But I, I definitely think that it's some. It's weird how almost every religion takes this life as a testing ground, right? Um, but. I also think there's just the method. The, it, you know, it's it comes down to what's the most obvious. Actually, that's why I go with with um because mathematically mm. the probability is that we are in the you know like the, the somebody who's smarter than me has already done the math and they say the probabilities of this actually being what we think it is is nil. It's actually better to uh, the it's actually mathematically more probable that we're in some kind of simulation. So I'm going to go with that. And I definitely think there's some something to that. But it scares me because think about this, and we're mm. talking about video games, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there any is there any video game that you've ever played where your life is worse in the video game? And so if this is a if this is a matrix, if we're playing our lives like it's a video game, how shitty is my real life? You know, because at least I get to oh be Spider-Man <laughs> or I get to you know what I'm saying? I get to be Halo and if there's problems, you know, there's, but now if this is my real life, think about even just playing the Sims. Right. You have more money in the, you know, it's so much easier to make money. I see what and, you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah but even in Grand Theft Auto, there's still the bums and the fucking hookers. So, you know what I mean? Not everyone yeah, could, yeah. Could, could be the, the starring role. Oh, no, but I mean, we'll, we'll think about this RPGs, right? Or, oh, no, what are they called in in game characters? Oh, what are those uh, guys called? NPRs. NPRs. Think about think how many people you meet every day. NPCs. And you don't even. NPCs? Yes, NPCs. Non-playable yes. characters. Think about how many in real life NPCs you come across at like the supermarket or whatever. But you might interact, even the people you interact with, sometimes you don't register. But there's every once in a while you meet some woman at a grocery store that it's not like anything that you think she's hot or anything. It's just right. for whatever reason you actually have a real human connection. And I'm like, oh, that person is a real player. Oh, so you, you think know? everyone else is not a real player. So where do you think they go? They don't Could go be. home? They just disappear once they leave your, your site? Yeah, whatever. Whatever <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck I wanted it to, I guess. I don't know. I do believe, though, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it's anybody else's game. I think okay. we're running it ourselves, you know? Okay. I think we're a bit of a creator in that way, you know? But, yeah, I do think if there's people, think about, well, just think about it, right? How many people, you know that there was a woman at a register, but you couldn't even make a face. You right. couldn't even describe it if sure. you wanted to. That's, a, that's an NPC. But then there's some person who just opened the door for you, and you didn't even speak to, and you're like, oh, that guy seems nice. You know? That's a real person. Okay, how about this? I'll blow your mind right now. How many times have you passed by someone or been in the same vicinity as someone, never knew, but then you met him years later, and then you figured out you were there at the same time? So you know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't always work out that yeah, way. No, but the, but the fact that you actually met him later and had that shared experience sounds like it's like, well, how many other rooms do we actually have? You know, how many, you know, there's only so we all have relatively similar shared experiences or at least how we interact with the same stimuli. So we are all constantly trying to relate to each other. Oh, well, it's like this. It's like that. So with that person, you they didn't actually meet them. Sure, they're interacting, but you eventually did meet them. In a world of seven billion, and then they just had they were at the same concert as you. Come on, <laughs> there's, 
There's only been 12 concerts in history, and everything else is just stories. You know, they never really happened. Just oh my god, NPCs went there. Yeah, they just did it for the pictures. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. You're making me depressed now, man. Here I thought the afterlife no. was going to be better. You know, you're going to have angels and clouds and you get to do whatever the fuck you want for the rest of your existence. And now you're telling me I'll I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be sitting in my own piss in a cardboard box or something. Yep. Yes, most likely. But the good, the good thing is you're like, oh, I pissed myself again. You clean up, oh shower, and then you go back in the box and then you're a new character. This time you get to play Lex Morales and you get to be... See how horrible my life is, you know? Oh, my God. You That's get to just hilarious. play another life. <laughs> okay, so you brought it up at passing. You're in Bangkok. You're in Thailand. What What yes. made you go over there? What, what is it? Why are you still there? What's going on? I did it. I was on. I was finally touring with Sean around America mm-hmm. and finally making money outside of New York. And okay, okay. I realized that first I realized some of my jokes don't work. Because I'm oh. in this like New York bubble, okay, and then and and it forced me to write new jokes, and I felt like I got better, sure, and I started getting different perspective. And I always had the travel bug. That's one of the reasons why I like stand up. Gotcha. But I was like, it just there was other things in the universe. So oddly enough, I mean, no joke. I in some ways I do think it, it's a bit of a, sti- a simulation, or I live my life kind of like it because I also find <laughs> there's no downside if somebody finds one please message or comment comment below by the way if you're lazy enough that you can't just interact with this show that you just like hey good show Thank Steve. You. hey that was really fun just a little comment it's free it helps and you're not a weirdo for doing it i know um right and it, it, but it's all right don't feel bad also don't beat yourself up because you're just going to procrastinate in writing it just this time right now no you see no you're making just, you're making your point valid here everyone out there who's listening is in NPC, so that's why they don't fucking rate or subscribe or review. Yeah, yeah. So prove yourselves, people. Prove yourselves real. Are you a real boy? Um, So I, I, uh, you know, this is around Trump. This is actually when Trump was running when I was thinking about this stuff. He was doing the election, and I was so sick of it. And just seeing the division, I was like, and coupled with that, and wanting to just expand my type of comedy, I said, let me go out to Thailand. Let me, let me go out here. And um, so I came out here. I visited. I didn't have the balls to stay. I was okay. here for like six months or, or longer. Okay. I visited a couple of the countries around here. Right. But I came here straight up just to do comedy. I, there was enough of a scene I had heard. Okay. There was enough of a scene to check it out. And then there was enough of a scene when I got here for me to stay and say, there was you know, there was a handful of comics. There was one or two comics who were better than me. And then there's a one or two comics who were, you know, at my level, I'll say, I might say worse, but maybe less experienced. And, but I was like, all right, there's enough where, uh, if one of them leaves, there'll still be a scene. Um, but there's enough also people that we can grow this into something more. And also I can get paid. The living cost is minimal, you know? True. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so now I got to know too, how do you get your drugs over there? Is it easy? Is, is it good? Is it good shit or is it shit you know like- it's it well it depends on how much money you have i what it's a, it's one of my favorite things about being a comic is you can find weed like this really especially yeah especially because i do talk about it in my set so afterward, ah. people will be like hey man you want to um but uh it took me a little a little bit to find weed um 
but now I have a good contact and I can get real stuff. But what I usually smoke is Thai brick weed. It's like dirt weed. It's like, that's what they call brick weed because they press it into a brick. Oh, okay. um, but it's like, yeah, it's like gangster shit. When they see, when you see people have uh, weed taken at the border from Mexico right. and it's seal wrapped in, yeah, and it's pushed, that's what it is. Um. I think they just take the whole plant. There's so many stems, so many seeds <laughs> pushed. It's full-on leaves. Right. Um, and it wow. doesn't feel good. It doesn't It really? doesn't feel as good for, yeah, for sure. So every once in a while I get some good weed if I'm really working on a project I like. But, uh, and then, uh, but other drugs, if I want to go hard drugs, <laughs> I can get meth in five minutes if I want. Oh, That's what's fuck. crazy. I can get like meth, you know, but, you know, I'm a fan of natural stuff. So I have shrooms, I have <laughs> weed. Uh, I just started... I found a pharmacy that does modafinil, which is, is like, uh, modafinil is a drug. It, they call it like the, it's like the uh, limitless drug. Oh, That's what shit. They it as. <laughs> but, and it's really good. It's actually pretty good, but, um, it's like, it's kind of like speed, but it doesn't feel speedy. Um, so I just got to try that. And I know a guy who's, I'm supposed to get acid soon and I haven't had acid in a while. So I'm curious to know if it's good. I will say that the mushrooms, the first time I ever took mushrooms here, I was up north in a city called Chiang Mai, okay. and actually Pai, which is even more in the mountains. And it felt different. The visuals were like Asian. Oh, so whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a mushroom visual story, but uh, <laughs> that was like, all right, this is a whole different energy here, man. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you said it too. You do stand up over there. What well, is there a huge yes. English population? Does everyone is it like English a second language there? Uh, it it this it's a new art form here. There's literally only one famous Thai guy who does stand up. His name is No Udom. He has a longer name than that, and he has some specials on. And he's not bad, but he also doesn't help grow the scene. There's a handful of Thai people who are doing it now, and. If they speak English, will come to us. But I don't. Um, mainly, my audience is expats from oh, all over the country. Sure, and makes sense. Went pre-COVID. It, this is one of the most visited cities in the world. So we just had tourists. Go. I did. There was a show every night for tourists. If I if I could get on or if I wanted, it, you know. Huh? And that's super fun. Expats, I probably do better because. I know the audience and they're there because they like stand up with tourists. They're just like something to do some place. Right. This is, and I'm talking to Swedish people and they're not <laughs> as funny. I don't know. Some are, but you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like, I really know what, so I'm talking about basic universal human connection when I talk, but that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it because I wanted to go baseline and stop talking about politics and superficial bullshit. Mm. I wanted to talk about like feelings and that's all universal. Um, that's true. And yeah. No, that's smart. That's smart. Because I, I was just going to say too, how, how do you convert your, I guess, American style into people over there who don't know about the American style, right? Because you have to relate in some yeah. sort for it to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I avoid, um, uh, I avoid specifics about like the differences in America because uh, once I leave yeah. America, America is all the same, right? It's like true. New York. Uh, Mets fan, Yankee fan, nobody gives a shit once you leave New York. Exactly. You know? uh, so there's that. But um, 
I, I got distracted because I realized I don't need another cigarette, but I started grabbing one. Um, your question was, how do I relate? I, yeah, just talking to about feelings, uh, mm-hmm. talking about like, uh, I also try to make smart things stupid. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like if okay. there's real problems, it, it'd be easy. Like, how do we not think about this? And it's like, sure. well, we didn't, we did it. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> how about the food scene over oh, there? Look at what, what? This is what I did because I knew I'm coming on Canada. What the I got fuck? A little, how do you have a Tim Hortons yeah. cup in Thailand? You know, I make, I make waves. I told you, but I work with Brian Aylward. He's one of the most famous Canadian comedians right now. He was funniest Canadian 2016 or 17, something like that. And I said, let me get some, I need some Tim Hortons from you. So what the this fuck? This coffee is rocket fuel. So what, you, you actually right. have Tim Hortons coffee in there? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, real, real Tim Hortons coffee. Wow. I had a maple bacon Impressive. donut to wake, to wake up to. Very impressive. Well, speaking of food, how's the food scene over there? Are you into Thai food or is it hard for you? Oh, really? Okay. If when I was high, when I would get super high in New York, I would always that was my favorite thing to get was Ah. Thai food and maybe Indian food. And then it's two of the best. Well, the the Indian food here is like amazing. And then some of the Thai food that it it, like, but Thai food in New York I found was just as good a lot of places. Every once in a while, I'm surprised here. But the Indian food blows my mind. It's just a little bit more expensive. But compared relative then also price-wise, it's like the price, if I want to just eat Thai food, is so cheap. Okay. And 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 it's all good. I love it. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. Uh, weirdest stuff. I, I mean, I've had bugs here now. I was going to say, you know, yeah. Like, I never, yeah. I ate some bugs. I had bees in like a what? custard kind of thing. Why? No, I said what? what they, bees? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It was like... The equivalent of like maybe a flan, you know, like that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, Portuguese, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, flan, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, I know it's not Portuguese. Okay. But so it's like oh, a yeah, flan, flan, but with bees in it. Yeah. It was a, but, but full bees. I was going to say bees. full, and then you, it's crunchy. Yeah, you, yeah oh. but they were kind of soft. They were almost similar. It was just a little bit different of a type. It was a little oh. bit of a crunch inside the, the flan. And also, oh. this is the weirdest thing. Okay, well. When people ask, what did it taste like? Yeah. I go, I guess it tastes. It tasted like bug, but I don't know what that means because I've never eaten bug before. But that was the, but it tasted exactly like you thought, but only a hint of it because it actually did taste good. But it was like a hint of bug, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, but you must miss as well some like American food, obviously, because you can't eat like, for example, like I wouldn't be able to eat Thai food for the rest of my life. Like God bless them and it's good food and all, but like you know what I mean. I like my variety, but then again, we're spoiled over here because we have the, the multiculturalism, right? Yeah, yeah. If I get outside of Bangkok, then it gets sketchy, and it's pretty oh, much. Okay. Per- but but Bangkok is a major city and a major hub, so it has. Of every- course, it does have everything. Not the best versions of, but I mean, even their pizza. They have one place, two okay. places that are like pizza that I could say, well, it is pizza. Like I literally, I was talking to a friend yesterday where he wanted to do a pizza shows here, and I was like, if I'm on your show, I want to say, is it even pizza? Okay. You know, like so some of this stuff is not even pizza. Right. But um, there's that. Hard to find a good burger here. Their beef is not good. Okay. They, they'll get it imported from Australia or America, sure. and then it's expensive. Right. And you're like, I'm paying minimum like 10, 15 bucks for a burger wow. in Thailand, where that's like you could eat for a week. I could eat for a week on a good burger, the same price of a regular good burger. Here, that's you know? crazy. So, 
Yeah, so those are the kind of things I crave. And then, you know what's weird? Yeah. I never ate fast. I never really ate a lot of fast food right. uh, in the last decade. Sure. But coming here, when especially when I've been the most, like, say, bummed out or lonely, right. I want McDonald's. Uh, uh, that's uh, comfort like, food, McDonald's. man. McDonald's is comfort yeah, food. Yeah, it's a comfort food. That's it is. The thing. It's like, I know this is always going to taste the same. But they have, and then, but then they catch me because then they have some weird shit that I've never seen before, like a ninja pork burger or uh, <laughs> fried, they have fried chicken. They have okay. fried chicken at Kentucky, at McDonald's, and I'm like, all right, oh, I'll that too. Oh, that's so. What's the closest fast food there that you think is the closest to what you would taste in the states? All the fast food, McDonald's tastes like McDonald's, Burger King tastes like Burger King. Okay, now they they got, just got Taco Bell in the last two years. Oh, nice. Taco Bell's. That's really good because that's my favorite stoner food for like ah, fast food. Okay, I was gonna ask. All right, and but they're just a slightly smaller here. I can just tell they're they're, they're ripping me off just a little bit, <laughs> but it still tastes just like Taco Bell. And uh, that's probably it. But honestly, I just go like if I'm stone, if I'm really baked, I love like. You know they have no they they do like sour they have sour here I don't know why I like That's sour so much so they'll do like um like and soup I'm not I never was a soup guy but right. their soup here is really good so right. like Tom Young that's a popular dish in Thai is Tom Young Kung okay. which is like uh, this type of soup with fish in it and Tom Young Pa anyway I think those that's delicious those are delicious. oh my favorite yeah. meal ever if you get it every chance oh. is it's called um, cow soy, cow soy guy. This oh, guy is chicken. Yeah. So cow soy, it's like a North style curry dish right. with noodles. They have fried noodles that you put on top of it, but right. then egg noodles, and it has a coconut broth, and it's spicy and sweet. And dude, it's like that's comfort food. It's a, it feels like my grandmother cooked it, but oh, I don't have a Thai grandmother. It's so it's a really good dish. Yeah. Oh, that's well. Other than and, food and not. Other than food, then, what do you miss the most about the States? I miss... I miss interacting with more, more comics. Mm. Like, um, I miss... I, you know, there's times when I don't speak. I'm, I, like, there was a week once when I, I didn't realize it where I, my girlfriend's Thai, okay. and I only... I really didn't speak really... I, don't have, I didn't have anybody to talk to. So sometimes it can be relatively lonely just to, I like, oh, people watching. I like people watching, but right now it's really? COVID. So here yeah. it's, we're still in lock it, lockdown. So okay. I can't just go people watch. And right. when I people watch here in Thailand, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, like in, <laughs> It's different. America, that's why. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll people watch in America and I right. can, pre- I can presume a fake conversation. Sure. And start developing a character. I do the same. Don't I'm worry. It's like, okay, cool. Here I'm like, I don't know what that guy was thinking. That's <laughs> just some shit. That guy just walked by. I don't know what's going on, like I said. See, I'm so fucked up when I'm, when like, sometimes when, well, again, when the malls were open and you actually go around to stuff, when the wife would go into some place that I didn't want to go in, I'd sit outside in the main, air, whatever, the, court, yeah, yeah. the halls, right? And then I would just watch people and then i try to figure out what they're doing and I get so involved that I'd actually see myself getting pissed off not knowing what this person was yeah. doing. I'm like, why yeah. is this person doing this? Like, is it me or is this person the stupid person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, it's, it's, yeah, I know. I can literally, I, I'll feel muscles tense up in me. And I'll be like, why am I, why are my shoulders so high? 
And I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy, he, I think, I must think he's a real idiot. So do you Relax. speak Thai? Do you, how do you communicate with your girlfriend? I'm learning. Le- she speaks better English than I speak Thai. Oh, okay. At least she speaks um, English. Perfect. And But we talked about when we first met each other, okay. I, we were like, how can we this interact? Because we're grownups. It's not like she's a child. She's my age appropriate. And, <laughs> of course. Uh, and I think... I think I sold her on it when I said people were fucking before they were talking, you know, okay. before we had language, we were fucking. So I'm sure we could figure it out. People did it before us. So that's all. That's true. No so, kidding, right? So, yeah. So I, if I, if I don't know what to say, I just pull my dick out. That's horrible. I oh would my never God. Why would you? No, come on. Jesus Christ. Uh, with, with patience and recognition, that's how we communicate. And then also I had to like, I always have to presume that she meant the best. And that's what I'm trying to teach her too. Right. It's like, if you don't understand what I meant, it's probably that you just don't understand and not the worst thing you could imagine. I said, which is what she usually thinks I said. Well, cause that's what, what you say. Well, that's the one thing I was going to ask. Cause me and my wife, we, we don't understand. Cause obviously we both grew up and were born and raised in Canada. So obviously we have sort of the same uh, views and stuff. Right. But when yes. you're with someone that's from a, such a different culture, like we, we've seen TV shows where you have two people from different cultures and you see it from their lens. So as the viewer, you understand. But when they're talking to each other, it's because in some cultures, talking a certain way is not disrespectful. But to this culture, yes. it is. Right. So how do you yeah, guys yeah. like get through that and not have killed yourselves, especially during like lockdown shit? Yeah, I kick her out. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you know, you don't understand. You got to go. You got to go. Um yeah, and it, it sounds so mean, but sometimes I do. I say, no fight. Either no speak, and we talk tomorrow, or go home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds cold, but that's the truth. I just say, hey, let's not fight, and we'll assume that we love each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I am trying to learn, because that's something that I really love to be able to perform in Thai. Okay. Especially oh. if, I, if I'm going to be here. I wasn't originally. I was only planning to be here for like two years. Okay. I was going to use this as a hub to go visit other Asian countries, oh, kind of get good, sure. kind of get good at comedy under the radar. Not un, you know, it's like you ever see your friend you hadn't seen him in ten years, and sure. then the next time you see him, he's really fat. And you're like, oh, dude, what happened? <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. what did you do? Sure. Well, the reverse of that would be: I was hoping to leave my friends for a little bit, lose weight, and come back funnier, and they'd be like, oh shit, Lex, wow, you did good. But then COVID happened, and I do love this girl. So now I'm trying to figure out what the plan is. But either way, I'm still going to travel. Uh, but I do now kind of want to learn Thai, and I really want to perform in Thai. And it's interesting, so this is different from the Western culture, is they speak in tones. They have okay. five different tones. Oh, shit. So okay. the word hima, 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 is like, I can't do. I can't even do them. I can't right. even hear them. But <laughs> you could say this. It's To me, I think it would be the same word. So sure. hima. I know these words because they're funny. Hima is snow. Okay. And hima is dog pussy. Oh, my God. Fuck off. I mean, it, it's not even close. Like, what? You know, like, what the? I mean, what a mistake. Yeah. So I right. can't tell kids that I love playing in dog pussy. <laughs> you know? I can't go, oh, I love, you That's know. That's awesome. Yeah. When I was, yeah. You ever eat some just, you ever, you ever out <laughs> playing with your friends and you just grab some dog pussy and just start eating on it? Oh, you know? my God. You ever dog a car drives by and you throw some dog pussy at it. You know, oh. you can't do that. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's some shit. Oh, that's um, hilarious, and man. And I think also because of the tone, though, 
they will speak a little more animated. So sometimes it could sound like they're angry, but they're really just enunciate or that's how they'll make it. Like they sell it. They're like Chris Rock, like right. always in conversation where they're like really emphatic about their dialect, you know? And now I got to know too, from watching TV shows and documentaries and movies before your girlfriend, obviously, because we don't want to disrespect her. Yeah. How was the sex life there? How was the nightlife? Like, how was it? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah every, the Western culture thinks like, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, I didn't come here for it, but I was fully aware of everything that you're asking. So I did check it out. You know, I, I went to go see, you know, like how that experience was. Right. It's odd. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you a story. I, I can, well, I'll tell you general, <laughs> and then if I can sure. tell you a specific story. Go for it, man. The general idea of it is it is weird that to walk down the street and feel like a piece of meat. Oh. Getting catcalled or women like if I'm not with my girlfriend and I walk down one of the streets that are famous for it, right, right. women will grab. They grabbed me. Oh, and, like wow. uncomfortable. Like at, at first it felt cool, and <laughs> then it felt like oh I, I I understand why women don't want to be catcalled. I kind of knew it before, but um, <laughs> those kind of things. Going into a strip club, they don't have strip clubs because they're already naked. Uh, you know they're already there, makes but sense. they'll be. A mess and beautiful. Honestly, I really find them attractive. Uh, but also, yeah, just uh, naturally, they're just man bodies and all that. So, right, right. Um, and it, and and it, so, first time I came here, I'm bit, I'm with a guy named Stephen uh, Hunter. He's an author from Canada. Okay. Um, not well. I don't know if he's well known, but he's brilliant, and he had taken a flight from Canada to, I believe, Spain. 12 years ago, and then he's been hitchhiking since all what? over this side of the world. Yeah, he made it all the way over here when I met him. Now he's up in like Kazakhstan or some kind of stand with the other syllables. And just Crazy. he hitchhikes. He's hitchhiked. I've seen him where he hitchhikes boats. Uh, like he'll take a fuck boat, you know, off. he just like wherever the fuck he's going and he just goes along on the back of a coconut truck with monkeys. And like he's awesome. So we're Shit. here. And just serendipitously, I didn't know him beforehand, but I met okay. him in the hostel. And then he was like, I was like, dude, this is the first time I was here. Yeah. And he hadn't done any of that stuff either. So I was like, I got a little extra cash. I know you're poor as fuck. Mm-hmm. Let me go. We'll go experience some stuff. Sure. And he's like, cool, because they had heard a place. So we were down in Patia. And if you didn't know Patia, Patia is like Bangkok. It's only two hours away. Okay. But it's like the red light district, but the whole thing. Oh, I mean, there's okay. literally a street like called blowjob, blowjob alley. Or Holy like shit. Okay. Yeah. So we, we go to the a walking street, which is where the popular tourists walk. Sure. And we went into what was the worst place. Like I said, oh, no. everybody naked. It looks like a strip club, but everybody's naked. Yeah. We're sitting at a bar and there's this guy to our left. He's Steve is sitting to my right. Yeah. There's this guy just to my left, but he's at the end of, so he's kind of facing we're facing the girls this way, right. and he's facing the girls that way. Yeah. No money exchanged. He just looks up to the girl, taps her on the waist. Yeah. She turns around, and he just starts eating her ass out oh right there, God. right in front of us. And what so the ass is there. Fuck? He's eating. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then he just he just looks at me yeah. and stares at me for so long. Okay, I that's know what I was next. That's freaky, man. You know, Ugh. it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the the one thing is there is dudes here who are I mean to me I find it a little I get it because I'm a sexual creature too sure but there also is a creepiness sometimes there's a dudes or you just see 
a guy who's like 60 with a girl who's 20. And I mean, listen, they're both yeah. making a choice, I hope, I would assume. But like that always is weird. I, I guess there's that fear of becoming, uh, you know, that, that becoming that person. Because I can't see that being that healthy of a relationship. Yeah, but to, like but, you said, to me, as long as it's consensual, I don't give a flying yes. fuck. If you're no, no, into no. fucking shoving cucumbers up each other's asses, go for it. If you're into it, go, man, uh, yeah. do your thing. Oh, so so shows, uh, I mean, they. I haven't seen, but I know a friend who's seen like full-on sex shows where it was like okay. almost like an auditorium and a guy and a girl come out and yeah. into music and a light, and a yeah, light yeah. show. Didn't see that. Uh, ping pong shows are legit. They could shoot ping pongs far. Oh, and I thought about this: Why do people watch? Why do you know what's interesting? Women want to go see ping pong shows here. And this is really? what I thought about: Why? Yes, a lot of them. Because I was working with tourists, so I would ask this because I found this out, and I was like, "Oh, girls are going." Okay. And more in a couple setting, there's more girls per capita than guys. If there's a couple of a man and a woman visiting here. Yeah. Odds are 60 to 70% of the time, the female is the one who wants to go see the ping pong show. And this is why. Oh. This is what I thought about. Okay. It's the same reason why us men watch sports. Okay. It's because in the back of our mind, I think, if we really exercise, if we really played and really committed oh to ourselves, we could do that. I think a woman says, if I could do Kegels every day, you know, I could really learn how to shoot out a pick, you know, just put a spin on it. Put, you know, see what happens. You know, 15 feet, new record. All right. So, yeah, oh that's weird. God. There was, I saw, and this is the one, I saw a woman pull a live bird out of no. her vagina. No. And then let it fly around the room. No. And then it came back and landed on her finger. How? How did it land on, yeah, that's why I said, how could it land on its finger knowing where that woman's fingers were? No. And I figured <laughs> it was already there too. Like, wasn't it, like, dripping wet? Like, how does it even cut? Like, what the, f- no, man, there's too many things. No, no man, I don't know. No, I think that was an illusion. No, I don't think, or maybe you were just too high, man. Something's not right there. That'd be pretty good. That would be pretty good if there was an illusion. I know best show I ever saw in America was this is like I went to a strip club and the woman was you know now she actually strips in America. So first item, next song, second item, she down third song, just the bikini G string, right? Right, right. And she, and then she lit her area on fire. What? She lit the front. The little triangle of underwear that she still had. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like her pussy lips or something. Yeah, but no, it wasn't her lips, but it was on her pussy. You know, it was on the front, you know, that whole pubic bone area. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is... I couldn't believe it. I'm amazed. What is going on? And so the girls who I was with were like, oh, we'll buy you a lap dance. I was like, cool. If you're paying, awesome. And then the girl sat me down and she's... uh, she sat me down, you know, they bring you to an area after yeah, yeah. she was off stage, she came over and I'm like talking to her like I'm talking to you all excited, like, oh my God, this is like, how did you learn this? Did your uncle, you know, touch you when you were a kid? Or, like, what happened? And she just smacked me across my face oh my really God. hard, yeah. ripped open my shirt what? and with her fingernail carved slut in my chest. So red, it was there for like a week. Oh it said my God. Yeah. And that was the only time I've ever been hard at a strip club. I was like, shit just got expensive. It's <laughs> like, I did not know I was about to walk through that door like that. Yeah. That was a learning lesson for me. Oh my God. That's awesome. And you know what? With that story, it leads perfect into this week's weird story of the week. You ready for it? Oh, yeah, please. Okay. So this, <clears throat> this week's story is, uh, happened actually back in April. So a woman was jogging through the woods in Germany 
and noticed something strange that stopped her dead in her tracks. She saw something that looked like a hand grenade, there was a USB cable and an empty small bottle in some sort of plastic bag. She got scared and called 911. Explosive experts came along with police, rushed to the scene, quarantined the area, they got it all cleared out and everything. When they, when they got close enough to the grenade in order to try and dispose of it, is when they noticed it wasn't exactly a live grenade. What do you exactly think was it instead of a grenade? It looked exactly like a grenade, but it wasn't a grenade. It was a baby teenage mutant ninja turtle. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, they had the shells, but they're more round. That's uh, all right, what else, could, what else could it be? It was, uh, what looks like a grenade, but not really. It was one of those uh, juice boxes that we had when we were kids that were waxed, but it looked like a hand grenade. Oh, you know, you yeah. Those? Uh, those are delicious. Uh, Remember, but this is Germany, though. This is Germany. Oh, this is Germany. What? Wow, man. What did German? Who the fuck knows what Germans are doing anymore? Um, uh, I I don't know. I I don't know. I I would go. Yeah, it's not a teenage mutant ninja turtle for sure. Well, no. Okay. Well, we were talking about. You got it. We were talking about the red light district, there, sex and everything. So it has to do with sex. It was an exact replica of a grenade shaped. As a butt plug. Oh, you know what? I got one of those. Oof. I don't even. I should have. I, 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 I can't. My. Oh no! I don't, yeah, I like a butt plug. So here's wow. the funny part too. So one of the officers on the scene was interviewed about it and everything, and he said it was the girthiest butt plug he has ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was. And so <laughs> remember the USB stick and the bottle they found. That was the uh-huh. USB to charge it because I guess it was a vibrating butt plug. A vibrating plug. And the charge. bottle was an empty lube uh, bottle. Mm. <laughs> and it was in the woods, which is exactly where you'd want to shove a grenade dil- uh, butt plug is go to the woods with lube. Be prepared. Your mom doesn't want to catch you. Nobody wants to see that. You go off to your own place. That's nice. I respect that guy. And you know what? He probably found out that it wasn't something that he liked. And so he's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it here. You know, instead of getting caught, going back to, you know, civility, civilization. Well, well, I guess, well, that goes to shows to humans too, that we don't have any limits because you think you'd stop (laughs) as soon as you like literally need to wear diapers. Cause I'm sorry, if you're using a butt plug shaped and as girthy as a grenade, then um, I don't know, man, like again, not to judge, but come on. No. Yeah. Beats their own, I guess, but I do. I am scared. I've seen. I don't know if you've seen the dildo that looks. I can't. <laughs> looks like this. What the fuck? It is looks that? like a hand. Okay. You can buy a hand. Oh, and fuck if you off. put, you know, yeah. So it looks like your hand, but all four, you know, all five fingers. Sure. But in a in a gentle way, because if yeah. you're gonna finger somebody, you're not gonna go like yeah, this. Yeah, well, of course. You know? Yeah, you're not gonna have so your fucking it, fingers extended. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a rubber hand, about the size of my hand. That you goodbye to pleasure a woman, I guess. I hope pleasure. Well, h- yeah. how about those rubber arms with that are fisted? That's fucking freaky, man. That's, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's that same. I guess the fist. Yeah, I would think the fist is worse. But for some reason, I thought it's funny. Or maybe it was just nice that the guy was, you know, easier entrance. I don't know. <laughs> Have a whole hand up there. I don't know. Oh my god. Maybe they were big, big Jim Henson fans. You know, they always wanted to fuck Jim Henson, and they thought they could. You know, Jim Henson is a puppet, puppet guy. 
obviously. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I don't know. I didn't know if it landed. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Lex, thank you for coming on the show this week. Really appreciate it, my friend. Plug your shit where people could find you. Do we run out of time? I got a what question the, for you. Wait, what? we did run out of time. I just wanted to ask you, what? because I've got disconnected from wrestling, but I know okay. you're a big wrestling fan. So sure. the only what give me some give me some wrestlers. Give me some of your favorite wrestlers. Give me like three of your favorite wrestlers of pre nineteen ninety eight, because that's who I would know. And then okay. give me three wrestlers that I wanted that I should be paying attention to now. Okay, so pre ninety eight, I'll give you The Rock. Good. All I'll right, give yeah. you Shawn Michaels. Ooh, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. Ooh, and a third. Fuck, this is hard. I don't know. There's so many other, but ooh, you know what? I'll give you my favorite tag team, Demolition. Demolition. I'll give you my favorite tag, but this is how old I am. When I was re- Junkyard Dogs. That's uh, that's how old I am. Junkyard Dogs. Do you remember the Junkyard Dogs? No, no. Like there was WWF. the British Bulldogs, and then there was the Junkyard Dogs. Yeah, I was Junkyard Dogs. Oh, they were together though. They, they, they weren't they? They tagged up. They didn't they tag up? No, there was two tagged? British guys that were the British Bulldogs, and then there was one yes. guy who was the Junkyard Dog. It was the black guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Man, so it was the British Bulldog. I've been living a lie. What the fuck? So what? You thought they were all the same person or something? No, I knew they were different, but I thought it was two black guys and not two British. But you're right. I just hadn't thought about it. British Bulldogs. And I love Bulldogs. That's why I liked it. See. I thought it, I just liked black guys. <laughs> all right. uh, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. But I do love, you know who, uh, like Manchild, uh, Man- Mankind. I really like Mankind. Oh, I thought he was cool. interesting. Um, all right. Three, three wrestlers that I should pay attention to now. Who are you? So many favorites. Well, most recently, because he's doing a fantastic job now, not at first, but now everyone's liking him, is from WWE. I'll go with Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. That's a good one. From AEW, you have to go with Kenny Omega right now because he's like a three-federation champ. He has a belt from three different organizations, and that's been ever really done before. So that's pretty cool yeah. seeing that nowadays. And I don't know. what else is Who else is there? The Young Bucks are always a good team to watch out for even though they've been doing it okay. for a while now too. But again, if you don't know who these guys are, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? But No, I know Roman. Roman is like the big, he's dark hair, a little, well, they all have wet hair now. But um, oh, yeah. I know, but he's like, he's kind of like the next Rocky kind of vibe. Right? Well, yeah, well, he has the Rock's cousin too. Oh, okay. But yeah, he has that like, uh, yeah, I know. He's good. Yeah, I know. I knew that guy. The other guys, I don't know. But that's why I asked, so I could look into it. Well, but that's the thing now. There's so many different organizations and federations now. It's not like when we were growing up where it was like WWF at the time and WCW and yeah, yeah. maybe ECW. Yeah. But now there's like five and six different types of organizations that it's like it's, it's so hard. Because yeah, like, yeah. that's the one thing, like oddly enough, a lot of people like you ask me the same thing. Oh, I've fallen out of wrestling. Who should I look out for? And it's like... You know what? It's not like back in the day where you had your three top guys. Everyone now is yeah. fucking good. It's just wh- yeah. who is in charge that's giving them the certain, as we call it in the business, the push. Like, you know what I mean? So sure, sure. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing, right? All right. So let me throw one last question yeah. for you. Is I, now that you say 
I, the last time I was almost got into wrestling was okay. ECW when okay. they had Rey Mysterio was there oh, right wow. before he came to WWE. Okay, like it was big. I don't know why it was big on Long Island, or maybe that's where it was in Jersey. I don't know. He was amazing. Like the shit that they were doing there yeah. was just like it looked like backyard, but brought into a, a exactly. They were jumping two store. It was amazing. I couldn't believe. And then obviously Rey Mysterio, the the acrobatics that he was doing was like off the charts. So is there, how about that as a league? Is there, what kind of league do you find is, has the most characters and most entertainment? Something that I can watch that won't make me scared for the, too scared for the people, but giving me that, oh my God, this is an event. Oh man, you know what? Well, if, okay, just for the nostalgia factor, because they sprinkle it in every once in a while, but because it feels fresh. WWE has a spinoff called NXT for people who don't know what wrestling is. And this is sort of the guys who are up and coming, the sort of like people that everyone loves. So, but it still has a thing of the like WWE feel, you know what I mean? So if you're sort of a WWE yeah. guy, that, but if you're not, then go with AEW. That's the next pretty much big organization. Yeah. And they've been putting out some really good shows. Now the audience is back the live crowds again. So it's, it's fantastic to hear the chants and everything. So that's pretty cool. But again, all you got to do, like, it's so spoiled now. There's so much shit. There's Japanese shit. There's Mexican shit. Because of the internet, everything's blown up. And it seems like every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend, there's an event that if you subscribe for, like, Fight TV, if you have Fight TV, if you have WWE Network, stuff like that, then you have no shortage of fucking wrestling. Can I watch Japanese wrestling? And I don't know the characters backlog and still be into it. Can you watch a yeah. wrestling match and not know <laughs> what the characters are doing that still entertaining that's yeah. all i watch for japanese because the only one i league i watch is is they're called new japan wrestling so because they have english commentating during the matches but when they do like uh, yeah. when they do like their interviews because they don't really have like i guess skits and stuff it's more they treat it more like a sport so it's like almost like mma so they just interview you before interview you after and they sort of have a little bit of storyline but not really. So it's really just the matches that people like, right? Okay. All right. You cut out a little bit, but I'll go watch this uh, after when you post it so I could hear what you were talking about. Well, perfect. But, all right. Thank what you, else? Steve, so much. And thank you to the podcast and all the people. Guys, if I didn't make you want to like this video, then I'm not a comic. I'm not a good professional uh, performer. I want you guys to like this. Make Steve know... That what he's doing is is entertaining and of value. I think it's awesome, and I really appreciate being on here. I love Canada so much, so um, I know you have fans everywhere. But I'm just saying, uh, yeah, you become a friend to our show, Stoner Morning Show. So the plugs, I would. Uh, so I have Stoner Morning Show. Yes. We broadcast live on all platforms every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, also, out here, I um, affiliated with Raw Comedy Asia. And we're doing, we just started doing podcasts for the last like couple months. So there's that online. And uh, the other thing is, I mentioned Brian Elward, A Y L W A R D, Brian Elward. He's a Canadian, he's a Newfoundlander. And we're doing, I help him with, I'm not in front of the camera, but I do all the production work for Buddy in Bangkok. And I'm actually really proud of it. And he's also going to be in Canada the end of this month. I mean, uh, in the next couple months touring. So, you guys are fans of stand-up. He's one of my favorite Canadian comics. And um, 
I don't know. You know that comic Mike? Oh, man, I forgot his last name because I'm not friends with him, but he's friends with Brian. Michael Lynch, okay. who does characters. He does the Newfoundland characters um, that I heard are getting famous over there. But they're doing a tour. Anyway, I'm promoting my friends, but I love them. Okay. Awesome. Steve, thank you very much. You say kapung krap means thank you here. But thank you very much. I really are are you sure it means thank you and you're not telling me that I suck on a horse's pussy or something? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it most certainly helps me out. And please, again, most importantly, rapes. No, not rape. Rate. Subscribe. Review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And yes, you mentioned it, the Stoner Morning Show. I've been on a few times now. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys always having me on. It's always a great time. It's nice being laid back. It's what you guys, the atmosphere you guys created is awesome. It's so laid back. It's so chill. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone should check it out. That's exactly it. Sometimes I know sometimes we sacrifice the funny, but I think it's authentic and real and we try to make real connections and it's an interesting and fun community that we design where we're creating. So thank you. And thank you for being part of it. You're prepared. You are one of our most prepared. Like, you come with it, man. I dig it. I try. That's I why try. I was really excited to do your shit. Thank you. That's awesome. On that note, he's Lex. I'm Steve. This is a podcast. Peace. Bye.